Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. Hello, all my coin-collecting friends, and welcome to episode 21 of the Coin Club Podcast. I hope you've all been doing well and enjoying the hobby. It's that time of year to be planning your calendars for all the upcoming spring shows that are going to be taking place. Get in all the coin-collecting fun before summer vacation starts and all of your other summer priorities take over. On a side note, how many gardeners do we have out there? I hope you've all planted your seeds for the summertime already. I've got a bunch that are already starting to come up. I have zinnias, sunflowers, tomatoes, onions, and hot peppers sprouting up all over the place. Really, if you don't have a green thumb but still love flowers, you could start your own collection of coins that feature flowers on them or fruits and vegetables. When you hear people say that anyone can get into the hobby of collecting, they truly are correct. Coins literally are minted with every type of design on them imaginable. So if you're a gardener, we have you covered, for sure. If you love trains, covered. Cats, you bet. Wild animals, plenty of those out there too. If you do collect a set of coins that is out of the norm, let me know. Send me an email at 7houseccb at gmail.com or send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. I'd love to hear what you collect, and it could possibly be a feature on the show at some point. Share your love of the hobby. Well, folks, we're going to have a bunch of things for your listening enjoyment on this episode. Of course, you'll get a good dose of the news, the World Coin Spotlight, some roll hunting tips and reminders, and with all the conflict going around in the world, we're going to feature the United States Mint and the role it played in World War II coinage. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with the show. In the world of news, my favorite coin show's coming up. That's right, the Baltimore Whitman Expo will be held on March 31st to April 2nd at the Baltimore Convention Center. This will be the 44th year of the show. Hours for public admission are Thursday noon to 6, Friday 10 to 6, and Saturday 10 to 5. If you're heading to the show but unsure where to park, send me a message and I'll be sure to help you out. Would love to meet up with some of the show fans while I'm down there as well. If you're a fan of Latin American coins, you want to head on over to Heritage Auctions. They have the Long Island collection of Latin American coins going on now through March 27th. It is a collection of scarce issues of Spain, Portugal, and their respective New World colonies spanning over 600 years. Check it out at www.coins.ha.com. Another highlight from the Heritage site was from their Long Beach Expo Signature U.S. Coins Auction. An 1879 Flowing Hair Stella sold for a whopping $184,500. If you have a membership to PCGS, their March-April Rare Coin Market Report is out. It features a lot of eye-catching articles to pique your interests. Patience and strategy are needed to build a first-rate collection. Chase your dreams. Secrets of valuing U.S. coins from the PCGS Price Guide team. 
a collector spotlight on Kim Goldminer, a coin that personifies the new rare gold market and their coin of the issue. Early large cents face off at PCGS set registry exhibition. Another great article they just put out on their site relates to a topic we just spoke about on the podcast, Eisenhower dollars. The article is, Why Weren't 1973 Eisenhower Dollars Minted for Circulation? If you want to check this out amongst their other great offerings, head on over to their website, www.pcgs.com backslash news. My favorite World Mint is in the news with an exciting new offering which has a very important relation to recent news. I'd love to share it now, however you'll have to wait until we hit the WorldCoin Spotlight as this will be the feature on that spot. The United States Mint sent out an email to all of its subscribers on March 4th to let you know that the enrollment to the American Women Quarters Program is being set at a record pace for them. The American Women Quarters Proof Set has less than 5,000 spots left and the Silver Proof Set is less than 24,000 remaining. If you're interested in either of these sets, you better get on over there and check them out before they're only available in the secondary market. They also have a great article on their website in the news section on the history of women on coins. Recent releases from the U.S. Mint. On March 17th, they saw the release of the American Gold Eagle Coins, a proof four-coin set, the one-half-ounce gold-proof coin, the one-ounce gold-proof coin, the one quarter ounce gold proof coin, and the one tenth ounce gold proof coin. On March 22nd, you will be able to get the Dr. Sally Ride 2022 American Rolls and Bags, and on March 24th, we will see the release of the National Purple Heart Hall of Honor Colorized Silver Dollar. A big news release from the Mint involves the 2022 Morgan and Peace Dollars. They will forgo the production and sales of them in the calendar year of 2022. It is due to the global pandemic's impact upon the availability of silver blanks from the immense suppliers. Deputy Director Ventress C. Gibson said that we'll be required to make business decisions like this until the supply chain for silver blanks recovers from the disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. I want to ensure that our customers know that the modern renditions of the historic Morgan and Peace dollars will continue next year. Our goal is straightforward to give our loyal customers the products they want and the service they deserve. I've seemed to left out my favorite numismatic publication in the news recently. Numismatic News has an article out on Croatia adopting the euro and how it will affect their country and the path that will lead it to the new currency. They always have a ton of great articles, price guides, and numismatic information to keep you busy for hours. No paid promotion here, folks. I just really love their content. You can get a yearly subscription, which is 36 issues in either print, online, or both, for only $29.99. Heck, if you're already a subscriber, you know what a great deal this is, so give it as a gift to someone you love or a friend in the hobby. Just a little reminder about the American Numismatic Association's Coin for A's program. Head on over to their website, www.money.org, for more information. If you get three or more A's on your report card, the ANA will send you a free coin along with a one-year electronic membership to the ANA. Even if your children are not big into collecting, this could jumpstart it to get them there. Send it in, get them hooked on the hobby that we love so dear. 
The ANA also just released some news about their National Money Show and their World's Fair of Money. For three years, Great Collections will be the official auctioneer for these two shows. Kim Kirk, the executive director of the ANA, said that this new relationship will be a plus for the association, collectors, dealers, and our shows. Okay, friends, for the WorldCoin Spotlight today, we're heading on over to my favorite world mint, Le Monet de Paris. It is just about the most modern design coin that you can get your hands on, and it is of great importance to the world and what is going on in it at the moment. The Paris Mint has released the Solidarity with Ukraine mini medal. I'm going to read the description straight from their website, as I couldn't nearly do it enough justice if I tried to describe it myself. In solidarity with Ukrainian nation, which is courageously fighting to defend its freedom, Monet de Paris is launching a mini medal to support the people suffering from this conflict. For each 10 euro mini medal purchased, Monet de Paris will donate 8 euros to the Red Cross for the Ukrainian population. This donation aims to provide humanitarian assistance to protect life, dignity, and provide assistance to victims of this armed conflict. On the obverse of this mini-medal, we find the Eiffel Tower proudly displaying the two-colored Ukrainian flag. The flag also features the French national motto, Liberté, Egalite, and Fraternity, a motto that resonates beyond our own borders as a collective message of peace and humanism. This mobilization is not limited to the borders of France. It is a collective and community momentum that is symbolized by the stars of the European flag at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. The reverse is a common reverse to the many medals of the Monet de Paris, which has the year dated 2022. This coin is made on a planchet of cupronickel and is 34 millimeters round and weighs in at 17.7 grams. It is priced at 10 euros. As soon as I saw this medal and what they were doing with the money, I got on their website and put an order in. To my dismay, I was only allowed to order one, so I also ordered an Olympic coin at the same time, since the shipping over here to the States was about 30 euro. I got on the horn to my friend who lives over there and told him about it. He said, let me order you one. I'm on their website and I'll get a couple for you. I told him, I said, be sure to get one for me, but you can only order one. He laughed and said, no, I can order as many as I wish. Dumbfounded, I got back on their website, and yes, the order limit was removed. Long story short, I have five more waiting for me the next time I see him. That, friends, is the WorldCoin Spotlight for this episode of the podcast. If the price tag for shipping is a little too much for you, I encourage you to get together with a couple friends who would like one and go in together to purchase it. It is one more example of how the coin collecting hobby and its people help those in need. Okay, let's be honest. When you're a roll hunter, you're secretly hoping to find something big that you can either add to your collection and show off to all your other error and variety collecting friends, or you're looking for something to flip for a nice profit. Like I've said before, most of the time, it's just not going to happen. However, the fun is in the hunt, and you need to be prepared for what to look for. One of the easier-to-spot items to look for on any denomination is a cud. These form when the die breaks and the metal flows into the break, causing a big glob of metal on the coin. Really easy to spot, and you've heard many people lament that cuds are kings. They really are. 
They can bring some good money, and they're very easy to spot. The bigger the better when it comes to this. Any denomination, any year, you want to find these when you're hunting. A very modern coin to be looking for is the 2022 Maya Angelou Washington Quarter that they're calling a drooling George coin. This one has an interior die chip on the corner of the mouth of George Washington. Another very easy one to spot while you're looking. This same coin on the reverse has a die gouge to be on the lookout for. They call it bird carrying twig. You can't miss it. The 2021 Philadelphia minted Lincoln cent sports an error to be on the lookout for as well. This one is still bringing in hundreds of dollars per fine. There is a massive die crack that runs from the right obverse of the coin, just above the date, and through Lincoln to the edge of the bottom left of the obverse. In later stages of this die failure, you will see a massive part of the date in the bottom of Lincoln disappear. There have been many different stages to this die found, and they still garner a lot of money. The 2021 Washington Crossing the Delaware Quarter has a die chip on the reverse to be on the lookout for, right on top of old George's hat. It can range from small to quite large, and the larger it is, the more money that it brings. Lastly, don't forget about the 2021P Tuskegee Airman Quarter Error. On the reverse of this coin, there is a struck-through error on the top of the building that makes it appear as if it is on fire. This one fetches a nice price as well. If you found one of these, I would love to see them. Head on over to Instagram or send me a private message. And last but not least, email me. Now for the main feature of the show. During the 40s, the world was embroiled in a battle for humanity. The battle over evil was taking place on many different world stages and battlegrounds. The U.S. soldiers were fighting the good fight all over the world, and then people back home were supporting them in any way that they could. Lots of us had parents or grandparents who fought in World War II, and we can remember the stories they told about the war, sacrifices they had to make, and tragedies that they faced. Our production factories were at full capacity, cranking out much-needed items for the war. Food, clothing, armored vehicles, tanks, planes, you name it. We had our foot on the pedal and were heading towards victory as fast as we could. The United States Mint was no exception to this and their facilities were facing labor shortages, equipment shortages, and supply shortages, yet they still came through as not only a production facility that adapted to the United States war effort, they also helped many countries all over the world. Already producing coins for about four different countries when Hitler started his terror throughout Europe, the Mint started to ramp up coin production for other countries and territories in 1941. French Indochina had us minting their 10 cent and 20 cent pieces. We minted the half cent, one cent, and two cent coins for Liberia, a 10 cent and 25 cent piece for Curacao, and the Netherlands East Indies saw a variety of circulation pieces minted in the States as well. 1942 saw a big scale-up on production for foreign countries and territories, and it increased every year through 1944, when at the peak there were 13. The war took its toll on factories all over the world, and mining facilities were no exception. Many foreign governments turned to the United States for help in keeping their monetary system going with production of coinage. Production figures during this time are astounding. 
considering all of the issues that the Mint was facing. However, all of this was done at cost to the foreign countries that required our assistance. That's right, we did it at cost. The year that the Mint made coins for the most countries and territories was 1944, when in total 13 were aided by the ability of the U.S. Mint to keep the presses going. Released in a press report by Secretary Morgenthau, it was revealed that some very prominent coinage was being made here to aid the war effort. Melted-down shell casings were being used to mint franc coins for the French Committee of Liberation. Five coins were minted for a newly liberated Ethiopia, which featured the Emperor Haile Selassie, who was said to have refused to bow to Benito Mussolini. We produced copper kroners for Greenland, Saudi Arabia requested our assistance with silver royales, and the Philippines leaned on us as well. You might be thinking to yourself that this ability of our mints to make foreign coinage happen fast and furiously over the span of the war years, but it did not. Way back in 1874, Congress authorized the Mint to be able to make coinage for other countries. It was an okay for our Mints to make coinage for any foreign nation who submitted an application by a process created by the Secretary of the Treasury. The country requesting assistance in minting must pay a set fee which needed the approval of the Treasury of the Secretary. This fee was set by the Director of the Mint. It was to cover the materials, labor, and all other costs associated with the production of the coinage they were requesting. On top of this, it must not interfere with the production of the coins made for the United States. All in all, during the war years, our proud mint cranked out coinage for the following countries. Australia, Belgian Congo, Belgium, Bolivia, Cuba, Curacao, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Ethiopia, Fiji Islands, France, Greenland, Guatemala, Indochina, Liberia, Netherlands, Nicaragua, Peru, Philippine Islands, Saudi Arabia, and Suriname. Minting these coins required designs from their respective countries, approval and consideration of the laws surrounding their coinage in their own country, supplying to or purchasing metal from the United States, and a multitude of other considerations. On average, in 1944, the U.S. Mint, just for foreign coinage alone, consumed 15,000 tons of metal a year, 42 tons a day to be exact. In 1944, the total coinage for foreign countries was around 800 million coins, on top of over 3 billion coins that were needed for our own country. The Mint stated that the face value of all foreign coins minted in the year of 1944 to be at $121 million. In today's money, that would be almost $2 billion. A truly incredible feat for a Mint, struggling with their own problems of staffing and equipment shortages at the time. If you want a complete set of this wartime coinage, you're probably asking yourself where to start. Well, there's a ton of information out there, but I would push you to a great article I found at the NGC Collector Society, The U.S. Mint Goes to War. They got their data from an article written by Jeff Stark in an issue of Coin World. It is stated that there are 187 coins in this set, if you wish to pursue it, and they are listed in this article. The set was actually recognized by NGC in 2018 for the Most Informative Set Award. 
Through the years of 1939 to 1946, the United States Mint made a total of $3,847,119,512 coins for other nations in order to support the war effort. Through the years, our mint has struggled through some of its own tough times, its own battle through the Civil War, and various battles in Congress. But some of its proudest moments were in World War II, when the presses not only produced a record number of coins for our own country, they supplied coins to countries around the world to keep their financial well-being going, and coins in the pockets of their citizens. A truly monumental feat that was accomplished through hard work, determination on many fronts to end the nightmare of the Axis powers, and a will to be the best that they could be. The United States Mint, producing coins for the world. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I was really glad to have you along with me. Remember to share the podcast with your friends. Visit and follow me on social media. You can find all those links at www.7houseccb.com. Feel free to email me your questions or comments, and as always, I hope to have you along with me on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you today and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. You can also go to my website, sevenhouseccb.com, and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.